Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Rock Pacific and right here at Circus Sports as well. Mike, greetings and salutations. Good morning, Mitch. Uh, Good morning, Paul. Good morning, morning, Londonderry, New Hampshire, our loyal Nesson family out there watching. Good morning, Western Springs, Illinois. Peekaboo Marquee, we see you. Uh, Good morning, Miramichi, New Brunswick. Roger, (laughs) Sportsnet in Canada, we say good morning. And uh, O'Hara Township, AT&T in the Pittsburgh area. Of course. Okay. All right. (laughs) How you been? Everything all right? Did you you enjoy baseball last night? What a night. What a night of baseball. Tremendous. I mean, this is what it's all about. I mean, simultaneously going on, you've you've got these pitching matchups. I mean, Giolito and Robbie Ray. I mean, what? I mean, that that was a standout game all on its own. Louis Castillo pitched his heart out, right in in, in Milwaukee, but it wasn't good enough. Again, your Brewers, your Brewers take it, and Woodruff wins for the first time in two months. Yeah. How about Bueller and Snell? Mm. I mean, it was an incredible night of baseball. Yeah, I felt like uh, Zach. My tickets on Zach Wheeler are dead. We know that at this point. Kindling. He, he, that's exactly what they are. He deserved a better outcome last night. Their defense has been bad all year. That defensive performance last night was horrendous as he went into the ninth and eventually allowed seven. They weren't all earned. But I think your guy from last year, Robbie Ray, uh, he's going to have a tremendous case to win the Saw Young now. I hope not. Well, because you have Lynn this <laughs> yeah, year now. Because I have Lynn. I have singular t- I have Lynn at plus 650 and plus $4, and I have Bueller at plus 320 in the National League. I was listening. We were having a meeting, and, and I was waiting here by the sports book. Yes, there was an interesting discussion on uh, MLB Network. I think you guys do some volunteer work for them. But it, w- uh, it was, it was pa- Pedro and Smoltz. <laughs> And Smoltz actually said that this is one of the years. He has his own metric of how he ranks pitchers for Cy Young. This is one of the clear-cut years as far as the National League. It's clearly Walker Bueller. That's what he said yesterday. Yes, yes. clearly Walker Bueller. And that was before he went out and threw 
you know, six and two-thirds of one-run ball in yeah. a no-decision, no and lowered his ERA well, to 2.02. Well, Mitch mentioned something off the air with the Lynn-Ray thing. Ray's dominating people. And then you also have the controversy with Cole. But Cole can pitch his way out of that. Yeah, stop that, that, Cole. I can't. That, that was that, a bad that, press con, but I'm saying he could if he closes strong, and he was great against the Twins, and, I mean, Cole could pitch his way out of the spider attack debacle press conference. He could, but I don't think his metrics are as good. He just, I mean, he was the presumptive choice before the year, and that's why he's been amongst Correct. the favorite. Okay. It's just yeah. because of yeah. before the year. Yeah. It, it, it's nothing to do with his performance that it's been outstanding. Um, interesting, Rondon comes back tonight. Yes. And another yes. great yes. pitching matchup yes. with Ryu. What a series that's been for pitching. Mm -hmm. The only weak spot was Barrios, <laughs> which was maybe the worst acquisition at the trade deadline. Well. He's, Good He's call. given them nothing in you, four starts. Yeah. It's unfortunate. You can't you can't bank on that guy. No. You just you can't in a big spot. Sorry, yeah. it's not who he is. Nope. You can't go to war with him. Uh, I've had enough. I mean, that first inning. Yep. Awful. And, and by the way, this Blue Jays offense desperately needing George Springer back. There, that's a dead team right now in offense. They won last night, but they can't they can't hit. They can't you, score runs. You were right. You started fading them before everybody, or not at least not fading them, but not playing them. Yeah. You know, in all these spots because you couldn't trust them. A couple times against the Nationals, mm -hmm. that you were right on. I bet yep. him. Uh, I bet the Tigers against them last week plus two thirty. That got there, and they were taking. That was that Great was call. actually Ray's last start, I believe. Yeah. Oh yeah, really that's good. another game. He went eight innings, a one run ball, and, and they lost. Yeah, his last fifteen innings, they've given him two runs. He struck out twenty five. Yeah, <laughs> he's been great and in big spots for them all year. I, I had him last year in Arizona at fifty to one. He had that awful start. He was trying to mess with the with the arm swing and shorten it and all that. But he he's found himself here in the control. I mean, remember. The problem with Robbie Ray was he'd give up no hits in five innings and be down three to nothing because yeah. he'd walk six guys. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what he's been <laughs> yeah. like his whole career. Mm -hmm. um, do you have a problem with the Little League World Series? No, I don't have a problem with it. I, I really don't have a problem with it. But Paul's take on it is unique, and I, I think he hits a point about people shouldn't peak when they're 12 years old. It's too hard to overcome. I myself, I Absolutely. mean— you know, when I was 12, I was 5'5 five, five and 115 pounds. I'm 5'6 and a quarter now. I round up to 5'7 because I'm closer to 5'7 than 5'5. Five, five. But I grew an inch an inch and a quarter. I mean, so I, I was as big as all the other kids. I mean, I, at age 12, I was a city tennis champion. I won all events in the city bowling city bowling tournament. You know, I, I, I was a lockdown two-garden basketball. People joke. I once said I was the next Christopher Dean, right? And people laughed about. It. I was a, I was a wishbone quarterback. People thought I was the next Jamil Holloway. I mean, it, I... Jamil Holloway. <laughs> Welcome into the program. This is Follow the Money here on Veasan, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard, along with the Maestro, Mike Palman Studios here on a Thursday from Circus Sports, and uh, starting this hour talking some Major League Baseball and the Little League World Series. Mike's res resume when you were 12 years old oh, is unbelievable. Beautiful. Really, is that documented? It is. It's all documented. Okay. I, Remember the ping pong? It, ping pong. Well, that was more. I, I got better. I got better. I was. I wasn't dominant at, at age 12. There was ping pong. There's the more of a mental game to it, really. You also peaked twice, though. I mean, to, to be VP of three casinos. That's it's it's been a, it's, it's been a nice climb back. So <laughs> yeah. so what happened? You, you peaked at 12, yeah. you fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, I didn't fall off the face of the <laughs> earth. But that's what you're mean, making it sound. Fine, fine. I mean, but by the time I got to be a sophomore in high school, I wasn't big enough to compete in anything oh. anymore. Couldn't play football. What anymore. was the weight? I, I Were you a portly fellow? Or? No, no, no. 130. Five, oh, okay. 130. Five, five, you know? five. Well, okay. 
Yeah, it wasn't. Well, but five, the, th- five, the thing about third. being the quarterback was, you know, oh, they sure. had a weight limit on quarterbacks. Oh, you yeah. couldn't in, in sixth grade, you couldn't be more than 120. So I was right there. I mean, there were bigger yeah. kids, but they were too heavy to play quarterback. <laughs> more okay, if I could get around the corner, no one was catching. <laughs> I'd like to run the option to the – this is not conventional, but I agreed with Tom Hodge. Run the option to the short side. Don't run it to the wide side. Yeah. I, I, it, teams want to defend the big oh, space, and they, and they don't cover the short side. I love it. Oh. Remember watching Holloway at Oklahoma? Some oh, of those God, teams back good. in the 80s. I love the wishbone. That that game every year, Oklahoma and Nebraska with the I formation with yeah. Osborne against the wishbone and Keith Jackson was always huge in those games. Absolutely, you know, he'd make yeah. three or four big catches and Oklahoma would beat him most years. Yeah, he was great. I, I loaded up on his rookie cards in the NFL. So uh, what you guys need to do is you need to push the Nevada gaming board to actually book Little League World Series games. Yeah, this kid, what is it from South Dakota again? Yes. That's what is he struck out thirty one to thirty five or something? Well, on, Weir, what's is that his name? Yeah. G- Gavin yeah. Weir, yeah, unbelievable. He's I, I umpired at that field of dreams, not that field, but the, the field yeah. next to it, um, the 14 and under, literally. Now, this is 12, right, that you go to Williamsport. Uh-huh. But I umpired for several years. It was in Dyersville. was 14, and I umpired the final game, the, the, the North American side of it. Um, Texas against Puerto Rico was the North American side of it, uh, a final one year. There was no love lost between those two teams. Oh, of course not. Parents hated each uh, other. Give me a strike three call. It would depend if it was a right-handed or a left-handed oh, batter. Really? Well, yeah, because I'm always an inside guy. I go to the inside, right? So I was more of a I was more of a Paul Rungi, Doug Harvey kind of guy. Is when they were kids, little, if it was little kids, twelve and under, or even 30, I would go to one knee. You know, I'm a one guy, Gerald Voss, and he ran the little league in in East Dubuque, Illinois. He used to he used to say, "Come on, Palm, you're a National League umpire. Get him up." That that strike killed three night crawlers. You know, they'd have a night game. <laughs> I, I was I was a, um, a mid shin to the belt kind of guy, you know, because yeah. the ball drops when they're little kids. If the catcher catches, it's probably not too low, right? right? It's dropping for lack of velocity. I, I would usually have I would usually do the right arm and pull, you know, like this with the for strike nice. three. For a lefty, it was more of a punch out because oh, you would do the punch out, yeah, mm-hmm. good for you, yeah, yeah, quick one. Okay, yeah, how about one. some of the guys that go like to the chainsaw method? Yeah. I mean, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> They really rip it. They they do. It's, you're supposed to have a little bit of fun with I it. Said, you're you? allowed I, to have some fun. Yeah, yeah sure. Why okay. not? Why sure, not? absolutely. It's too much like the ASA softball. So McKay, I went and did an ASA a big tournament when you they know you're too you're out of by you know you got to do this and then this and then and you see the, even the girls' college World Series right. They're all the same mechanics, but the ASA takes yeah. the fun out of it. It's your okay. show. It's your show. We uh, we had some controversy. It was a great discussion the other day about. Did you see this? You got a no call no show. After they did the head count, they didn't show up for the wedding. Uh, what was it, Dave and Deidre? They they sent them an invoice, two hundred and forty dollars. Now you have something interesting that you do when you go to a wedding, Maestro. So they RSVP'd and they no showed. Correct. Well, that's they, they owe it. They got to cover the cost of the food and the liquor. You're okay with the invoice? Well, I they had gave a them guy, a month to pay. I had a guy. I probably give them ninety day terms. I had to. <laughs> I I had a, a, a friend of mine. His name was Jerry Starocko. He he worked with me in Chicago. Polish guy. His daughter got married. He he put on the invitations what the cost for a couple was that he was paying for food and beverage. <laughs> he did. Okay. Really. He put on the invitations. I think it was seventy two dollars or whatever. He said nobody should come with less than one fifty now at least. I'm not going to lose money on this one. I did this. I put two hundred and twenties in an envelope, and I don't seal it. The card for the wedding, and then depending on. How good the food is, and if the bars open, and this and that, it's all good. And that we leave the two hundred in, but it's, it's it. I, I start deducting 20, 20 at a time. If it's, I told you about the yep. wedding. It was sure. family style. Eight people at a table. They had six pieces of chicken. They the first bowl went around and went through three people. I says, uh, you know, we need more chicken. Oh, that's it. That's, that's it. That's it for the that's table. It. One bowl of mashed potatoes that served half the table. 
that they put the salad in front of us. So that's all we got. I mean, it all depended on where you you sat in terms of the rotation. That's a fit, that's a small envelope. I took, I, yeah, I took yeah forty bucks. They got. You took four, they oh, got. you took one hundred and sixty out. Six yeah. of us out of the eight went and had dinner afterwards. We were all hungry. Oh, see, that's yeah. nonsense. Yeah. So you, you keep it right in front of you. Well, I keep it in my wife's purse. Or well, whatever, yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. But then, and then yeah. you're like, okay, all right, I'm taking some and cash I out now. I tell her at the end. I say, all right, leave this much in the envelope. Really? Yeah. It's you a good know move. early though if it's nice. Just seal it and, and drop it in the box. Okay, but could you imagine though? I mean, the invoice. Oh, the the, the onions on the couple to send the invoice here, and they tell them we'll take Zelle or PayPal. Sure. You have one month from today to pay. Well, yeah. they're making it convenient. I mean, what what, <laughs> what about this? Yes, reach well, out and let us really, know. Though, but there's no contract. They should have put that in the invitation. If you RSVP and you don't give us 48 hours, I mean, what's the cancellation policy? All hotels have to post it. Is it possible that, that we're jumping the gun, though, by not knowing what the actual reason was for the cancellation? I mean, it's COVID. We live in some tough times here still. Give me a heads up, though. Let me know. No fault states. I mean, no fault divorces. I mean, it's much simpler here. We, we, we can't assign. I mean, we don't want to get into that. People just got married. They don't need to d- judge whether it is. It's like people when they call off work here. Just tell me you're not coming. I don't need the story. Right, okay. it's, an, it's an attendance point. If you're in the hospital, okay. If you're in jail, whatever. But just say I'm not coming. I don't want to hear a whole story. You're going to be here. You're not going to be here. It's not. It's not for me to judge why. Oh, you... so that's a three-second phone call. Huh. I need a day off today. I'm, I'm sick. I'm out. Okay, bye. Yeah, I'm not going to be here. I'm not going to be here. You don't want any reason whatsoever. I don't that's want actually, a reason. That's I really don't want it, no medical stuff anyhow. Yeah, with, sure. You know, with HIPAA right. and all that. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I like that. Just tell yeah. me you won't be here. Can't that's make all. it in. That's it. Can't make it in. All right. Feel better. Feel better for whatever reason. For whatever what's reason. going on. By the way, what is 120 bucks a plate kind of standard? I'd have no. I think that I don't know. Is it this much inflation? I mean, that seems a little heavy. Oh, well, we were kind of kicking around like what could have been at the actual meal. We do the yes. New Year's Eve dinner here that Andiamo caters, and it it doesn't cost me that. I mean, with with the liquor, it, what it cost us uh, is somewhere around eighty eighty five dollars. So that's that's really extravagant. I th- okay. I, I think seventy five is pretty much standard. Okay. All right. All right. Follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Email is always open. It's FTM at VSIN.com. FTM for follow the money at VSIN.com. Here we go. Uh, the biggest gaffes of the previous week in sports. We like to call it no hyperbole. Maestro, did, floor is yours. Did you guys do the Monday where you just start that yet? We've made odds. We'll probably we, do that, that yeah. once, once the NFL starts. I think oh, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I think you got it. All right. Let's start out with, with number three, the bend and break bears. And all of these have a little bit of a Chicago hint to them. Maybe it's just because they've been the featured uh, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern game on these Saturdays, the standalone game. But, boy, this Bears defense in the first half. Now, they're not playing all their starters, but they played four starters and five starters the first two weeks, and then mostly second-string guys here. They're horrific, this defense. I mean, maybe if Mitch Trubisky was drafted by a different team in the in the NFC North, he'd have had a successful career. He'd get to play the Bears twice. I, I don't get it here. Uh, you get the new defensive coordinator, Desai, and uh, this team, look, 12 drives in the first half of the first two games. Nine of them have been scoring drives. Average drive against them, 52 yards. 52 yards in the first half of these games. The Bills, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Field goal, field goal, touch. I mean, Trubisky went down the field. Tua, who had all his struggles, mm. up and down. I mean, the, the Dolphins stopped themselves twice inside the five. Something, Something's wrong here with this defense. I'm concerned if I'm Chicago right now. One, you're probably going to start Dalton in week one because it's the Rams in a throwaway game. But you yeah. better... You, you better get the field sooner than later here if you think you're going to have any shot of being in the wild card race, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, number two, I've no strings. On Monday, Jace Tingler announced the San Diego Padres were parting ways with pitching coach Larry Rothschild. Larry Rothschild, one of the most decorated pitching coaches in Major League Baseball, especially in the last quarter century, started out in 86 with the Reds 
Served as their bullpen coach for seven years. They won a World Series in 1990. Vinny was the pitching coach for the Marlins uh, World Series in 97. He was the original manager of the Tampa Bay Devil Race for their first three seasons. I didn't even remember that. Vinny was with the Cubs marquee fans from 2002 to 2010. 2011 to 2017, Yankees. They had an ERA, team ERA the last four years he was there of 3.76. Very good for a team ERA in the American League. And then this is this was his second season with the Padres. Tingler said, um, Larry has done a lot for us. He's brought a lot of experience, a ton of knowledge. We've had some injuries, true, but we've had just too much inconsistency on the mound. We wanted to try a different message, a different voice. And Tingler went on to say this was solely his decision. I was waiting for him to break into a chorus of I've no strength. I mean, are you kidding me? Jace Tingler doesn't decide what time the team meal is going to be. A.J. Preller brought his boy in, who has no experience, so that he could make all of these decisions, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, this is this wasn't Tingler's decision. But to blame Rothschild for this team's collapse? Rothschild's not the guy that's used the bullpen more than anybody else. Rothschild's not the guy on May 30th that brought in Joe Musgrove, Monday starter in Chicago, to come in after Snell gave up seven runs and was down 7 nothing to Granke in Houston and screw up the rotation for the next two months. These weren't Rothschild's decisions. Was it Rothschild's that got Denilson Lamette hurt? I don't think so. Was it Rothschild that made Paddock suck? I don't think so. He always sucks. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, I just, I think he was scapegoated here. But to blame him is ridiculous. I mean, let's take a look in the mirror, Jace Tingler. Last night you ran out of position players in the 11th inning. Davey Roberts was playing chess, and you were playing shoots and ladders. This is an embarrassment with this team. I mean, he brings this. If he had Hudson available on Tuesday's game, going into the seventh down one to nothing, why would you bring in a rookie left-hander to face Turner leading off the inning if Hudson was a steady wait till the bases loaded, nobody out, and they give up two more runs, they eventually lose the game. I, I just don't get it. I'm, I'm afraid this team is not making the playoffs. Uh, I don't see much oh, hope. It's not happening. You look at their schedule and you look at the Reds' schedule, I don't think so. Yep. I mean, the Reds have too many left against the Pirates for, for the Padres to be able to make it. By but, the way, great recall on the May 30th, the 30th spot. I it ruined the season. That. It ruined the season. They went and lost the whole series in Chicago. They lost That's all right. three games. That's right. He took his Monday starter and pitched him. They all had to move up a day and pitch on short rest. They never recovered from that. I've never heard of piggybacking tomorrow's starter. Come in in a game, you're down seven to nothing. Yeah. Yep. Just, just lose the game. Just lose it. It's yeah, okay. It's, it's over. over. Yeah. It's over. Bring stamina in and throw three innings. Whatever. What do you get? Musgrove had a bat with the bases loaded. They were out of he players. He pitched it. Yeah. yeah. He pitched pitch it. Musgrove. Yeah. And, and then the kid that lost the game was the one that hit the grand slam off Scherzer, who goes tonight for the Dodgers, right? He lost the game. He had a bat, too. How about Caratini? Here's a catcher that not only he can't throw, he can't catch the ball. There was one. There was one. There was one. The problem. It was called a wild pitch. The runner moved to third. He can't frame any of the pitches. You ever see these pitches that he catches them like this? They're in the box and that. And he was the ghost runner on second three times during extra innings. Think about it. He made the last out of an inning with a runner in oh. scoring. But before the, before Tatis hit the home run, they had been no hit for nine and two thirds innings. Right? And we're one for 19 with runners in scoring position. Oh, man. Huh? Yep. Unbelievable. All right. And then number one, we're going to stay right there in Petco. (laughs) Where have you gone, Jeffrey Mayer? Remember Jeffrey Mayer, the 12-year-old who reached over the fence in right field in Yankee Stadium in game one of the 1996 American League Championship Series and caught Derek Jeter's ball that Tony Tarasco was trying to catch at the wall. Richie Phillips was the right, Richie Garcia, excuse me, was the right field umpire who was right there at the time, remember, and ruled it a home run. No fan interference. 
Right, interesting thing about Richie Garcia. He's the only umpire to work the plate in two perfect games in, in Major League Baseball history. Lynn Barker uh, with the Cleveland Indians and then uh, Cone. Uh, with the Yankees against That's it. That's an unbelievable trivia question. And, and, and his daughter is married to Vic Carapazza, who's a Major League Baseball umpire. He rules it a home run. Tarasco goes nuts. Davey Johnson gets ejected from the game. They tie the game. They were down 4-3 in the 8th, and then Bernie Williams walks it off in the 11th. They go on to beat the Orioles and then beat the Braves to win the World Series that year. Let's fast forward now. I, I, I made this note because I did a little research on it. When he went back and looked at the replay, Richie Garcia admitted that the mayor did reach over the field but did not think it was catchable and said he would have ruled it a double in his judgment call after uh. that. They protested the game, but the American League said you can't protest a judgment call. You can only protest the rules interpretation. Let's fast forward to Tuesday night. They're down one nothing to Urias, the Padres. Fam's on first with one out in the bottom of the fourth, and Machado hits a ball actually into the left field stand. We have the picture here, if you can put it up, Matt. Okay? A.J. Pollock goes into the stands and robs Machado of a home run. That would have led the game 2-1 to one for the Padres. I want you to look at those three people. Now, the person in the middle can't be identified. The guy that's making all the social media splashes is the Asian guy with the camera, uh-huh. thinking that he's, he's yes. taping a home run, right? Yes. Those three people, you got to identify the person in the middle. Lifetime ban. They should be banned from Petco Park. Padre fans, you need to be better than this. What context do you have in baseball? Once that ball crosses, you have to go get that ball. You can't let Pollock get that ball. You're playing for your playoff lives. There's no way that can happen. There's no way that can happen. You have an obligation to your team if you're a Padre fan to go get that ball. Bad job. Bad job. Ban him from that. That's a good rant. What are you doing there? It, it should say something on the wow. back of the ticket if you're sitting in those seats, right? Well, there should be some training, maybe. You know, yeah, right. Early. right. Anybody that's sitting today? the first two rows in, in the, in the right. well, hello, hello, Marquis Bartman. Bart- How are you doing? Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, that's the Chicago touch. Moises Alouis on your yeah. side. Also, It'll... Rothschild, Homewood Flossmore. Proud graduate of Homewood oh, of Flossmore. Of course, got to get that in. Yeah, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. Bad read. A minus. Strong. Oh, thank you. Very good. Thank you. Good job. I think it's the first A ever in the history of the show. Yeah. A minus. A minus. A minus. Oh, he's in a good mood today, evidently. Well, I guess we get donuts on the break. <laughs> yeah, Jessica. How many Padres games have you watched this year? Uh, oh, I'd, I'd say I have not watched a half dozen of them. Oh, is well, that right? Yeah. You do not well, like they're this great. I, this is a team that we, we made a partnership with them. I love what I listen. First of all, I just like to listen to Arcelo and Grant. To me, they're the second yes. best booth in baseball. Second, the Mets. I still, I still. That's good. Mets is a Hernandez, very good broadcast. Darling is very underrated. Yeah. Hernandez and Darling are solid. It's a good booth. A solid. Yeah. Yes, it's really it is. good. <laughs> the good booth. Yeah, and, and by the way, like the Petco crowd for a lot of the year anyway looked like a college football game. Yeah, the fans were so. I was into down it. there Saturday, two Saturdays ago. It was incredible the atmosphere there. Yeah. And they're, and they're tailgating. We went to Gaslamp and had dinner after the game. They're tailgating three hours after the game still down there. Really? Yeah, in the parking lot tonight. Yeah. It's awesome. All right, let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Thursdays with the Maestro here, Mike Palman Studio. Up next, we discussed head fakes in sports betting earlier this week. Um, we will have him take us behind the counter here at Circa. How does Circa know when something is a head fake, or do they not know? That's coming up next.
Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get to Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of the Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free martha stewart the original influencer when i think about anything i think about the way that she did it first the media mogul the six years ahead she saw what was coming the prisoner the rise the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. season almost here. Perfect time to huddle up with the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide. The guide's only $19.99 and available now. It's awesome. Over 115 pages. Oh, I was reading it yesterday. Mackinac teams to improve, teams to decline. Experts provide uh, profiles of every team. Stats, power ratings, best bets on win totals, division finishes, player awards. Get it now. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Everything we offer for the entire football season. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. 
Thursdays with the Maestro, Mike Palman Studio. Uh, we talked about this earlier this week, Mike. Uh, head fakes. David Purdom did a great job writing about this mm-hmm. for ESPN Chalk. Uh, his example was something like this um, in a college basketball game, where it might be much easier to do than the NFL, for example. Uh, let's say one better or one syndicate, they like Duke plus three at North Carolina. Well, when the number first comes out, what they're going to try to do is they're going to they're going to bet down an initial like a thousand dollars on North Carolina, hoping that most books will move it to three and a half, or that book will move to three and a half, and everybody will copy that book and go to three and a half, and that way they can get down like tens of thousands mm-hmm. on the other side and catch that catch that hook plus three and a half. Mm-hmm. That's what a head fake is. You guys experience that here quite often? No, no, not quite often. No, it happens, but look. A lesser amount of money will move the earlier because limits are lower. It's sure. Timeout. You know, it's harder to do in football because of the tremendous volume. Yep. And at smaller conferences, maybe, and in basketball, it's easier. But look, you look at the history of the players and if they've done this to you before, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. what you take a look at. That's why you have these guys that know all the customers and can tell you what kind of better they are, what they're prone to do. What they're... A guy like Paul Stone who comes in here and bets these games every Sunday morning when the line comes out is not doing that stuff, no, right? He's no. not doing that. He's not coming back to bet it on Saturday after he bet it on Sunday. Pre- and so his opinion is going to be respected more than people that have had a penchant for doing that before. It's not his goal. Not his goal. And he'll tell you that he no. doesn't do that. I mean, it's not, his opinion against the number. Right. It's What's the variance to what he made the number, mm-hmm. you know? He was right on this. Uh, didn't he say he thought that... Alabama should be 17. I mean, when did that number come out? 14, 14. Now it's settled into 17. 17 I mean, he's right, right, on right on that number, yeah. you know? I think he made UCLA mm-hmm. much bigger than what it was yeah. in the opener. Now he actually made a case for Hawaii that it's 18. Uh, how about, like, screen scrapers? I'm sure you get a lot of that. We get a lot of that. I mean, that that's every book, though, right? We get a lot of right? Yeah. We get a lot of that. Jeopardy James types. A lot of that. Yeah, but that's that's part of the business, you know what I mean? And yeah. so you know what they're doing. So, I mean, that, doesn't, they that doesn't affect anything. They don't handicap games at all. No. All they do is they watch the screen all day long. Mm-hmm. When something moves, bam, they got to hop on it right now. They do. They do. The arbitrage guys, the cracks, I mean, that's part of it. They're, they're going into it, but their, their opinion is not moving anything because you know what they're doing, playing your number off another number. Yeah. Johnny Avello had a great line off the air. I said, you, you know, some of these games moved. Did you take a large, a large wager on one of them? He goes, it's not the amount, it's who's betting it. Well, you saw some big moves early on with these preseason games. There's certain uh, guys what he like, said, because they were the first ones to put it up the last Monday. You know, there's some guys. There's a couple guys that are really good at baseball, and they may may, may not make a huge bet on a game. They make they make a significant bet. They're going to change our opinion because they're they're usually better than we are at the number. Yeah, mm. uh, Belinda Carlisle, you got an opinion on the Nebraska game? <laughs> Everyone <laughs> likes Illinois. I'm scared. This uh-huh. is like this is like when all eight, eight of us on one day. Gave out Castillo against the Mets a couple years ago, and he that's got right. beat 2-1. That, that's right. I get scared. Amal loves Illinois to win this game. He's on money line. Money line to win it. He has. I mm. said, what percentage? He got mad at me because I said, are you sprinkling on the money line, or is that your bigger bet? And he said, stop with your Dunkin' Donuts questions and your sprinkles, okay? He said, I just bet. I bet. I bet. He really has been on this, though. And I, I, I don't. Maybe I'll take some seven, but... I'm not a Bielema guy. Just believe no, me. No, he can't I, be. I cannot. I'm just Nobody not, can be. No. I mean, it's tough to bet Bielema. It is. Although, no. what's going on in Nebraska? I mean, who 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 leaked this to the NCAA, these practices mm. with the coaches there? That might have been an inside job. That's a good To question. get out from under that contract. Well, it might have I mean, been. I'm, I'm speculating. Might have been. Who was there but them? Of course. You know, and now you have a new regime. Oh, you said something there. To get out from the contract, you think there's a chance they know already, like, he, oh, boy, we got to move on from Frost? How bad has he been? They're abysmal. Wow, he's been a disappointment. He should have stayed in Florida. I would ask you this, though. I mean, do they still have some unrealistic expectations there in Nebraska? Of course course they do. They fall in the hardest of anybody. 
But when you have 30 years where you're in the top 10 almost every year, right, in your first or second in your in your conference, well, to me, going to the Big Ten was a mistake because they stopped recruiting in Texas the way they used. They're not a national program anymore. They don't go to L.A. and San Diego and get Lawrence Phillips or, right. or go to New Jersey and get those brothers. You know, they don't do that. They're just yeah. not that program anymore. Uh, locally, I'll use the example here. Uh, hello, UNLV basketball. For, I mean, they were yeah. turning in, They were going to be the best program in college basketball in the 90s. NCAA came down on them. They'll never get back to what they once were. No. It, it should be better than what it is right now, but my God. It's sad. Well, you know, you've had some coaches and opportunities to get some good coaches, and it's been a lot of swings and misses. I mean, what could Kruger could have built a program? Oh, here? yeah, he was the guy. Yeah. He was the guy. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We'll get into uh, well, we'll recap. All right, we had a little uh, Little League World Series action yesterday. Recap our in-pocket plays and tell you what we're betting today coming up next. Time for in-pocket plays. Uh, what we bet yesterday, a recap, what I'm betting today. Well, uh, I did have the World Series game featuring South Dakota and Southern California under 10.5. I, I still don't know where that number came from. I have no idea. Minus 115. 1-0 was the final score. Gavin Weir's on the mound. What are we doing here? 10.5. 10.5 was the number. That might be palpable error. Did you get the money already? <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. It's, it's in there. It's seri- but the seriously, it's a guy, it's ten and a half. There's a guy who watches four and a half. Yeah, there's a guy who watches the show every day. He goes, "There's no way there was that line." I go, "What's that?" Be? He goes, "There's no way." I go, "Yeah." Well, he goes, no, Were they no taking way. anything on it? it? It took five hours to show up in the account. But how, how? What was the limit on the on the World Series games? The World I, World I didn't. Series. I didn't push the limit. But no, I on a ten and a half. Oh, got, you find better spots, I guess, Mitch. No. So that was the winner, by the way. But this is—he hates the Little World Series. That's a bad number. It's a terrible number if you're watching Gavin Weir pitch. It's a principle. It's not against baseball and all. It's no, a principle about the way adults ruin it for kids. I think he hates Amen. the kids. Amen. He doesn't care about kids. Amen. I'm concerned about the kids. Their Absolutely. lives are over. Now, I mean, yeah, Gavin, really Gavin Weir is going to be on a milk carton at 15. Paul's concerned. I don't buy it. Uh, Giants plus 102, <laughs> a winner yesterday. Boy, that was dicey. Bases loaded. Pete Alonso at the plate. Uh, uh, almost a loser on that one. I'm coming right back to the Giants again today. Minus Why not? 115. It's Wood against Carrasco. I think it's a low number. Give Good me, for you. Give me San Francisco. Yep. Co-sign on that one, too. Stay hot. They mean baseball? No. No good. But I do like the Dodgers. I mean, the dollar thirty with Scherzer. I mean, the pie. Why was Bueller only a dollar forty last it. night? Yeah, I missed that. Hey, come on. Okay, Snell pitched great, but you got to yeah. make it more than a dollar forty. Darvish off the IL and the reeling. They've lost eleven of thirteen. Dodgers on fire. Dollar thirty. Yeah. Jets Panthers week one under. Also want to make the case for uh, Denver and the Giants week one under too. That's what I'm going. With. You, you know, another thing here. Darvish has not been the same since the foreign substance crackdown. It's, it's, oh, it's, I haven't. Let's be really? real. The guy threw a gyro ball when he came into the league. Yeah. Come on. All right. He's been lit up a couple times by gonna, Arizona. Wasn't I'm going to go back against you. Uh, I have to fade Aiken first five here. Yeah. Uh, it's only uh, it's only 120. And so, you know, you're going to get runs in the third inning. So we just got we got to be good the other four out of five. Yeah, right. I mean, that cost me a seven-teamer last night. I had Otani. A seven-teamer? Yeah, it was it was 
five first five unders that I hit. Really? Um, Plesak on the run line and the, and the Angels minus 190. Oh. How do I know? They're up six to two. I didn't try to get off of it. Plus, the other games were later, of right? Course. The Bueller right, game was right. later. If it was the other way around, I could have tried to like middle the total on the Bueller. Six to two. Yeah. It's, a, it's unbelievable. Here. Teams. Yeah. And how about, how about, I, how about yeah. over five and a half? Hey. There's going to be I runs. Like, I like that, too. Go over five and a half first five. Uh, I'd like it better if Quintana was pitching. Okay. Oh, so would I. I would actually Ooh. bet Baltimore today if Quintana is. He's god awful. He's as bad as Weathers. That, that's how bad he is. Well, been... Wait a second now. It's Aiken. It's, come on now. Yeah, Aiken yeah, is not nine. that bad. Yeah. Oh, come on, it's, Mike. It's been the one it's inning. inning. It's been the one inning. It's, it's, it's it really one has inning. Been. Then I bet, yeah. I bet a soccer. Olympiacos under three in the Europa qualifier. Under three, late 40s. What, what is that? Olympiacos. Bratislava. Okay. Of course. you got to right. bet. you got to ask All what right. that is. Yes. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hey, in pocket presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials posted after noon Eastern, betrivers.com. They're creative, they're awesome. It's a great daily house specials up there as well. Okay, Derek tweeted this uh, last week. Is he mad at me because I asked to bring the dog to the pool? Uh, no, I, I, he got mad at me because I said you could oh. bring the dog to oh, the pool. Oh, okay. Well, I have the vest. I went after the dog I was has going, the vest. I, I was to bring going him after him because he gets all. There was a, he yeah. sent out a group text one day. He said. <laughs> Pit bull at stadium swim, and I replied, "Ask him to play a number." You know, I didn't. I didn't he did. He, I said, "Paul, if Paulie brings this dog, Jordan, and puts videos up on it, you know, he gets Bill eighty to you know make a nice video and post it on the Instagram. You know, his, his, uh, his social media guy, Bill eighty. If yeah. he does that, I there'll be thousands of people trying that's to bring fair. their dogs no, to stadiums. You know, I understand. You know the power you yeah. have. You move I, markets. I didn't want Andy Dufresne upset at me. Okay, so and, so Andy tweeted, uh, he makes circa millions of dollar twenty with more. Entries than Survivor, and what, what's it now? It's a four hundred lead. Ter- terrible number. Bad line. Terrible up. number. It's a terrible number. Yeah, it's a terrible. What number. do you think? No, Survivor will have more. Survivor will have more because at the end, if it's only five or six hundred away, and the millions has got you know, let's say, let's say that even let's say the millions has forty four hundred with a few days to go, and Survivor has thirty five hundred. You're going to still get that push of people coming in because they know it's the overlay. The only way that millions will have more is if it gets close to 6,000 or it gets over 5,500. I think you still have to make Survivor the favorite. And you get six entries. Yeah. What do you think? You, what are you hoping for? 4,500? 40, I made the number 4,750. That's your total? Yeah. yeah. But I wouldn't be shocked if it was 4,500, 4,400, something like that. What's the total? What's we the got, breakdown we are right now? now we're at, right now we're at 1,747 in the Circa Million 3, and we're at 1,367 in Survivor. We need 273 per day. <laughs> This keeps going up. What was it 170, 220, 170? Yes. 270. Yeah. Even if, that's that. I mean, if you're doing 270, that means you're doing 600 entries at the way we're pacing yeah. with the ratio. So let's let's get a big turnout. How about the panel? Hopefully, the, the panel. I'm excited for the panel. Good. Now, you know, you, you of course you decline every year, but last year, you know, we had to do we had the social distancing, so we had to do two different sessions, yeah. Yeah, and we yeah. could only put 50 people in because of the regulation. Mitch was on the panel. Gil, Matt Humans, and Paul Stone. This year, I mean, I think we got four great different perspectives. Las Vegas, Chris, second place, Circa Millions, fifth place, finished Circa Millions. He won the win survivor. He's won stations, last man standing. So that's a great contest player perspective. It's also professional yeah. better. You know, bets live as well. Yep. You got Met Metcalf. I mean, so I'm sure there'll be a lot of questions about from, from behind the book, that, that side of it. You got the player perspective and the guy that, you know, put Mitch on the map, Mike Pritchard, mm-hmm. uh, Mitch and Pritch, and then and then Lombardi, who's a talent evaluator and a GM and, you know, a power broker in this game. Good panel. So you have, like, every single angle covered here, we basically. Do. We yeah. do. You know what I mean? It was a little one-sided last year. I mean, you know, you, you humans and Gil, you know, it's... 
like the same guy, right? Three of the same guy. I understand that thought process. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's just Plastic four different yeah. perspectives. Plastic but last year was tough to put it yeah. together. I got it. You know what I mean? I got it. Yeah. Looking yeah. forward to it. Good Three to here. five on Saturday here on the third floor. The, we call it the warehouse where we show the fights and all that. So oh, we have hired a special usher. So what you do is I have questions lined up, but then all the audience yeah. members get to write down a question. Okay. Put your first name, your hometown, you know, Paul, Winnetka, whatever. And then your question, and if it's directed to a specific guest, we have an usher who's going to go around and collect them. And then they'll bring them to me, and I'll filter them and ask the questions. we got two hours, so we get through a lot of questions. And uh, awesome. people will like to meet this usher. It's a pretty fa- famous person. It's so, a pretty famous person, the usher. Gonna be, yeah, it's going to be the usher. Pretty pretty famous guy It's going to be the usher. So I don't want to give it and away. Are keeping the Come details under wraps no, right now? of course. I, of course I am. It's like you. The great teases. It's what makes the whole show. Nobody wow. teases like Mitch Moss. I heard that 30 times. 30 times when I had to go to that training session. It got, it got <laughs> sickening, actually, how many times we heard that. I started to resent it. <laughs> You hate me for it to this day. <laughs> yeah, and that was like four years ago. You're, very good. You're yeah. very good. There's six emails about the teases, nothing about the content. Grade this one. Grade this one, okay? Uh, by the way, great job today. Thank the maestro. You. Uh, grade this tease. Fantasy Football Hall of Famer Paul Charching on the program coming up next. I heard Adam Schefter say something this week that I found very surprising. It has to do with a running back situation in the league. I'm going in fresh to Charging's opinion, but I think he disagrees with Schefter. We'll ask him about that coming up next. has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome back. Let's get to the picks. Express Bet Editor-in-Chief Jeremy Plunk. We're going to Saratoga. Keep your socks and shoes on, especially in the bathroom. Race 5, he wants the 2. Race 9, Saratoga. The 9, Amy C. on top at 6-1. to one. You can bet these races and more using First Bet, the preferred horse betting app of VEASAN. And to mark Saratoga's meet, First Bet has a special offer for new customers. Get an instant $10 free upon sign-up. Then $10 for every $1,000 wagered up to 1000 the bonus code is Vegas1000. Vegas1000. Beeson.com slash horses for details. Promo code Vegas1000. Time for charge, baby. All right. He's a fantasy football Hall of Famer. He's with guillotineleagues.com, which is the best way to play fantasy football nowadays. He's uh, Paul Charchi, and he joins the program now. Hey, pal, how are you? Um, I'm doing great. Nice to talk to you guys, as always. You're the man. You have a uh, wedding story here. We're talking about this today on how you, uh, you know, Price per plate. What do you do for a gift? That kind of thing. What's your story? Yeah. Um, so I got a buddy, and, and I really hope he doesn't see this. But <laughs> so he's 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 dating a gal none of us like, and I decide I'm going to be the, that friend who like has the heart to heart with you. Like, man, I know you like her, but just take it slow. You don't have to rush into this thing. Because I figure in time he's going to come to his senses. Of course he tells her that, and then you know they can't ever see me again because she hates me now. But Wedding eventually comes around. I get stuck at the back back table. It's a $90,000 wedding between a ring, a $30,000 ring, $30,000 wedding, and a $30,000 honeymoon in Fiji. And at about day three or four of his honeymoon in Fiji, I get a text that says, I've made a big mistake. Oh, no. And sure enough, later, nine months later, they're divorcing, and they ninety thousand dollars gone. Uh, good, good for you. That's what a friend should do. And you're not out of line. It never works. You, no, you, you, you got to say works. something. Yeah. Yeah. You got to say something. Yeah, but do you? I, did, I don't. I don't know. I've I've tried this a couple of times. It's never worked for me. Yeah, At the end well. of the day, you know. It, they just don't listen to their friends, even though you're the one. You got no skin in the game. All you want is your buddy to be happy, right? Yeah, but, but it never seems to work. Wow. Well. You know what they'll say though, if you don't say anything and that happens, then why'd you say anything? Why did you say anything to me? Why'd you say anything? And then your why response has to be, I would have yeah, nothing would have happened anyway. Can't win. So right. okay, right. Let, let's get into the story that we have. The biggest story I think this week anyway in fantasy football. Daryl Henderson goes down with a thumb injury. Sony Michelle then gets traded from the Patriots over to the Rams. I heard Adam Schefter say this week that uh, I want to get it exactly right here. The quote was 
Sony Michelle goes to a place where he could be a lead back, probably will be the lead back, and has a chance to thrive. End of quote. Do you agree with Adam Schefter? No, I don't. And you know, Schefter's great. And you know, he and he knows a lot, and that's probably coming from a Ram source mm-hmm. who, who is very optimistic right now. But let's just be honest about who Sony Walkman is. And well, the rest <laughs> of the league's running. He's walking. Yep. He is a marginal talent who can't catch and is constantly hurt. And on his own team, he was a bubble roster guy. He was the fifth best back on the Patriots. Now he goes here, and I'm suddenly supposed to believe he's going to be a bell cow runner for the Rams? No way. At best, this is an even split between Daryl Henderson and Sony Michelle. I can't imagine it, it, that it, it goes another way. Now, they've always been worried, and they, they said so openly. When, when Cam Akers went down, they said, we love Daryl Henderson, but we're worried about overusing him, and we're going to be careful about that. And that should tell fantasy owners you know, what to expect here. Henderson's it might be not, not going to be 300 carries. It might be half that. But Sony Michelle maybe gets half of that while he's healthy, and he's just not a special back unless he's somehow a different back than anybody that we've seen in the past. And that rarely ends up happening at his stage of his career. Yep. See, I agree with that narrative as opposed to the other one. And then what does this do to the Patriots' backfield? Now, Stevenson, this rookie, has looked awesome so far in preseason. And I'm high on Damian Harris this year. You had a great tweet Earlier this week, I think you said like Cam Newton had 20-plus carries inside the five last year. What if it's not Cam Newton this year? Who's getting those carries? Right. That's Damian Harris. He's going to get those carries almost certainly. He's built for goal line use. He's a big back. Not as big as Ramondi Stevenson, and it could be him, too. There's a possibility it plays out that way. But the the bigger point really is those Cam Newton's not going to be the starting quarterback. I don't think he's going to be starting quarterback week one. Let's remember he got benched three times last year. I don't even think he's a factor here. It's going to be Mac Jones. So, you know, when Cam Newton's not starting, what are they going to do with all with the long, long predilection that Bill Belichick has always had for running inside the five? Remember, LeGarrette Blunt led the NFL in touchdowns only like three years ago as a Patriot. So it's going to be somebody sitting on a bunch of touchdowns. I think it's Damian Harris. He won't catch a lot. He won't help leagues that get points for that. But Damian Harris is potentially sitting on a lot of touchdowns. Maybe Ramondre Stevenson as a designated goal line guy. Okay. How about Teddy uh, getting the start week one, and what do you think this means for the Broncos players in the offense? I hate it. Oh. I hate this. You know, we we love Teddy as a person, but we don't love Teddy as a fantasy producer, as an offense producer. It, and it, here's what we know, because we had a long look at Teddy over the years. He's one touchdown a game. That's it. I mean, do you know how hard it is in today's game to throw for one touchdown per game? That's brutal. It's yeah. I, there's it's it absolutely daggers the fantasy value of all of these wonderful skill position players that the Broncos have got. Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant all all move down a bit here. And I just got to hope that sooner or later that honestly Teddy just isn't requisite of the job. And I I understand the thinking there is that Teddy is safer and that all you know the rest of this yes. team is pretty good and you just need a quarterback who's not going to throw away games. Mm-hmm. But you know what? You just can't. How many games can you win when your quarterback throws one touchdown a game? You have to score some points. And if you didn't trust Drew Locke to be your quarterback to start the season, why did they pass on Justin Fields? They had Justin Fields right there. That would have been, you know, they could have done so much more with the most important position. And Drew Locke hasn't looked bad. And I just, I'm baffled by this decision by the Broncos. It's bad for fantasy, and I think it's bad for that organization. And I'll tell you what, like, uh, this doesn't, you know, completely make me want to avoid the skilled players for the Broncos. 
but I would be more inclined to maybe spend a little bit higher of a pick on Sutton, on Hamler, on Judy, on Fant, you know, in, in the redraft leagues that I have coming up. Now with Bridgewater, I'm like, oh, God, I'm, I'm lukewarm at best oh. with those players now, Charge. Right. Yeah, I think Jerry Judy is going to be turn out to be an awesome player. Sure. But this really this really caps what he does. And by the way, you know, because Teddy can't complete a pass more than about 15 yards downfield, defenses all play up to the line of scrimmage. It's going to make the running game harder, too, because you don't have to defend the entire field. You barely have to defend the boundaries because his arm strength is so bad. Every out pass is, is a danger. It's ah, I'm I'm so frustrated with the Broncos and their decision on this. All right, I get it, but I I hope and I hope that ultimately they don't end up sticking it out this way. Non fantasy question, boy, Mond has been horrific so far. But what's Zimmer's plan tomorrow? How's he going to treat the game? Um, we believe we're going to see starters play in this game, um, and I don't think you're going to see Dalvin Cook much, if at all, and maybe not Justin Jefferson. But I do think you're going to you will see starters. Uh, Mond had the disadvantage of having missed uh, a fair amount of time with COVID, uh-huh. and so he's really behind the eight ball. And, and the team's actually th- considering bringing in a seasoned veteran backup that they don't currently have on roster. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to completely overreact to what we've watched so far in these preseason games, but I'll throw one example at you who I might overreact with. Um, it's Ben Roethlisberger uh, and and what it could be like, what that offense could look like now this year with the skilled guys that they have playing wide receiver. I thought in the spots that he played so far, Charge, I thought the arm looked really good. I mean, I think that one, yeah. the, the pass to Fryermuth, who, by the way, might be a sneaky play this year. They were he looks in. good. Right? Okay, but I thought Big Ben so far, I mean, the arm question so far, I'm like, oh, man, I got nothing bad to say about him at all right now. Yeah, and, you know, the hope is that that's going to continue. You know, last year they they basically had him pass so many times. It led the NFL in passes thrown that the arm got really wobbly by the end of the year, and a lot of that zip was gone. Let's hope that he's able to retain this the whole season and that they have a much more balanced attack now with Najee Harris, which they probably will. They, you know, last year they they threw the most passes. They ran the fewest times. You balance that out. Hopefully, Ben Roethlisberger can be more efficient. He's probably a value. He's dropped so low. He's going off the board at quarterback twenty-one. Wow. You know, there's at this point, people. You know, everybody's down on him to the point that I think he's actually got good value where you're going to take him now as your second quarterback. I'd agree with that. Uh, tell everybody about the website and how what playing guillotine leagues is like. Uh, guillotine leagues, you start the season with 18 teams, one team for every week. There's no head-to-head. And at the end of every week, the lowest-scoring team gets chopped, and older players go to the waiver wire, where the rest of us get to feast on a whole draft of players. And it is unlike anything else in fantasy football. You end up building amazing teams over the course of the season, and it is uh, it is basically a little bit like Eliminator-style fantasy football, guillotineleagues.com. All you have to do is not be last any week. You don't have to be best. Just don't be last, and the last team standing wins the whole thing. Also, my uh, cheat sheet, available for free at guillotineleagues.com. Very yes. cool. Yep, it is the best, as you are as well. Thanks for the time today, pal. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you in one week. Yep, be good. There you go. Paul Charchian. What a wedding story. That is such a huge topic and a great response to Mike Palm with what he does with the envelope and taking 20s out. Now, he told us one he... guy called him a beauty because he knows what Mike plays at the crap table. Well, I know. You know it's outrageous, though. It's like asking you to pull ahead at the McDonald's drive through you got a p- table of eight, and there's six pieces of chicken and, and a bowl of mashed potatoes? I mean, what? That's completely absurd. Yeah. Mike said when he left the show, his phone was completely blown up over the wedding stuff. It's genius. Um, let me give you this, by the way. We're getting can, few- can, I, can I jump in quick? It, it, was it, you, don't you have a friend who, when he goes out to eat, puts money on the table? 
and will subtract the dollar if there's uh, something. Ma- many years ago. Yeah. He did that. That was his move many, many He'll years ago. He'll put the tip yeah. on the table. Yep. And a generous tip. But if there's like. You don't fill the coffee or the Coke or something. The guy will start removing dollars he off will. the table. He will, and he'll do it as a point right in front of them to make yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, I thought yeah. that was that, you. That was okay. his. Well, that was that was like uh, probably like it's twenty plus years ago now. Uh-huh. So I, don't, I haven't talked to the guy in many many years. But that was a great move when I was younger. Got that one too. Uh, see, this is we're getting a lot of this on Twitter. By the way, your move about being all cocky in the drive-through. Okay, telling you to be careful. Why? People are saying, Paulie. Uh, having worked inside a fast food place many, many years ago, you don't want to piss off the fast food employees. I will leave it at that. Not a good idea, my friend. No, not enough time, though. There's not enough time. How do you know that? Ah, see that? We're getting that in our ear right now. From a veteran of the fast food. Yes. I love the way of... Yeah, there you go. Thanks to Jessica for the donuts. Every year she comes by with cookies or donuts. Did it again. Fantastic. We love you, Jessica. Yep. Yep. All right. Good luck tonight with your bets. We'll see you tomorrow at 7 Eastern. Adios. to celebrate in March and National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.